The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to Telemarketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we're going to do a deep dive into one of the most underutilized and misunderstood channels of marketing, telemarketing. Each day this week, we're going to publish an episode that discusses what you need to know to make the most out of your business phone as a marketing channel. With us today is Mark Sullivan, who's a full-stack SaaS marketer leading the multi-channel customer acquisition team at CallRail, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast. CallRail provides intuitive software that enables marketers to understand what makes their phone ring through call attribution, routing, and conversion rate optimization services. Here's the first installment of Telemarketing Week, where Mark and I discuss some of the misconceptions surrounding the word telemarketing. Mark, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. Great to be here. It's great to have you here. Always an honor to talk to one of our sponsors, and I'm excited to spend the week talking to you about telemarketing, one of the oldest and basically one of the most misunderstood channels of marketing. To get started off for telemarketing week, I want to talk to you a little bit about what are some of the things that you're seeing in telemarketing specifically I think most of us think of telemarketing as that evil thing that buzzes in our pocket. It makes our wrist buzz if you have some sort of a smart watch. Every time somebody gives me a robo or a spam call, every buzzer on my house goes off. Is that all telemarketing is? Telemarketing's gotten a bad rap as a word because of unwanted phone calls coming into our home phones and personal cell phones. So I hesitate to call it telemarketing, but the phone as a communication channel is incredibly important. We've built an entire business around it here at CallRail. So as far as trends that we're seeing, spam calls, robodials, unwanted calls, those are increasing in general, but so are inbound calls. So kind of a different take on telemarketing. Calls that are coming into businesses are increasing year over year. And we see that uh, as really correlating with the adoption of smartphones and the ubiquity of everybody having a phone in their pocket that can not only look up businesses and it can also, with one click, dial those businesses with mobile click-to-call. Something we've talked about quite a bit, the mobile click-to-call adoption, really driving more and more phone calls to businesses. So you make an important distinction that there's the difference between inbound and outbound telemarketing. And I, I think that outbound telemarketing is one of the reasons why people think negatively about the word telemarketing, because it's fraught with spam and robo dialing and that sort of bad user experience. 
you're uniquely positioned to help us understand the growth because CallRail has to evaluate all of the phone calls that come into your customers' businesses. Do you get a sense of how the outbound type of telemarketing is growing and what percentage of it is becoming spam or robo-dialing or sort of the experiences that we all think about negatively? I don't have concrete numbers on that. What I do know is that we have been seeing quite a few number pumping schemes. It's some carrier in the stream of connecting a call from one carrier's phone number. So that's like a Verizon or an AT&T to another, that there's several carriers that are involved in that connection. So there's number pumping schemes where basically these, these smaller carriers that maybe own a piece of that line or that communication stream are trying to pump up calls. We see it a lot with toll-free calls where there's more of a paid element going on behind the scenes. But I don't know if you've noticed this, Ben, but over the past year, I've noticed just on my personal cell phone, and we've heard from thousands of our customers that this is an issue where you're seeing calls come in that start with the same probably area code and maybe the next six digits, the exchange part of the phone number. And then when you pick it up, basically people just hang up or there's nobody on the line. Have you noticed that at all? I've noticed that sometimes people aren't on the other line. I've noticed that a lot of the times when I get calls that are in the same area code, it's a different language. So I don't understand what the call is about. Right. I get one with some sort of an Asian dialect that I obviously can't tell what they're saying. And then there's a lot of the robo calls, which are just a recording, you know, something that says, don't hang up. This is not a sales call. We're trying to sell you insurance or yeah. <laughs> Hilton hotels or something along those lines. Do you have any sense of why those calls are being placed? Is it all just a telemarketing scam? Or you, you said something about just trying to boost up the number of phone calls. Why is that valuable? So basically, some of these smaller carriers, they make money on those connections. If they're a part of the connection between one part of the, let's say, the origination phone number or phone line and connecting to a destination, then they make money on these calls. A lot of people don't realize this, but there is actually a discrete fractional cent paid to carriers to connect calls. And there's one on the front end and there's one on the back end. So basically, you're paying to connect to the network that then delivers the call and need to pay to deliver that call to the final destination. So there's actually two transactions that go on with every phone call, unless it's a, a VoIP or a soft phone type experience where device is sort of chopping that in half. Interesting. So what you're saying essentially is that Verizon subcontracts out to smaller carriers and the relationship between Verizon and their carriers is compensated on a per call basis. So they're just basically ringing your phone because they get paid a fractional cent every time the phone rings and they get paid a little extra every time you answer. Yes, that's what I'm saying about the robocalls that really have no one on the other end, the number pumping schemes that we're seeing. The robo-dialers where it's like a robot speaking, sort of automated calls, there's definitely some phishing going on there in terms of trying to get people's information. There's definitely unscrupulous behavior happening in that regard. But a lot of the calls that I get are fundraising type calls for the Fraternal Brotherhood of Police or some charity that's trying to get donations. The other side of that is vendors. So businesses trying to sell, but they're usually humans on the other end when there's a vendor trying to sell you something. So I really think it's quite varied, the reasons that it's happening. But in terms of what we know about here at CallRail is we have an automatic spam detection system because so much of the reporting that we arm our customers with in terms of what's making their phones ring is based on that data being clean. So we're really focused on the bad calls, filtering those out and making sure we're delivering the calls that need to happen. So we have sort of an active spam prevention. We call it RoboRail 
basically it's a set of measures to protect our customers from that behavior messing up their data in terms of call attribution and call analytics. All I can tell you is as the end consumer, I hardly ever answer my phone if I don't have somebody's name saved because I get so many spam calls. And my feeling is once you answer one of them, they know it's a real phone number. And then you get a flood of calls, Right. mostly for people in my area code. I hardly answer the phone anymore. I just tell people to text me first. Yeah, I do the same thing. And one thing to realize, I always wonder how our phone numbers get into this ecosystem where vendors can call us and charities can call us, especially if you actually register on the do not call list, the federal registry that regulates who you can call and who you can as a vendor unsolicited. So I wonder about how I get on those lists. And I have people trying to sell me all the time as leading the demand generation team here at CallRail. I'm constantly bombarded with calls from software providers that are trying to convince me to buy their solution for our team. And I don't know exactly how I get on those lists, how my cell phone gets on those lists, because I don't use that cell phone. I don't fill out forms. So something's going on with, it's very likely a social network or another large company that is selling this data. It's not in general, small companies like CallRail or many of the tools we use every day that are selling our information because that's not their core business, right? They don't make money on data for the most part, the tools we use. So my hunch is that somehow we get associated with perhaps, I'm not going to blame anybody here because I don't know exactly how it happens. It's sort of an underbelly of data selling that's going on. But if LinkedIn asked me, add your phone number for more security, Well, basically, that gives them a unique identifier, direct line to reach me, in addition to allowing me another way to get into my account if I can't get in. And what I think is going on is that sort of for security reasons, (laughs) like solicitation of your phone number is actually being used in data sets that are being sold. And I think it'd be interesting to have more light shined on what's going on there. But I have little insight into that other than being sort of on the receiving end. Absolutely. So on the flip side of the outbound calling practices that I think drive all of us as consumers nuts, there is the notion of inbound telemarketing. And I think that that's where CallRail's services really sort of live. How do you think about the legitimate and how do you define the legitimate uses of telemarketing? So our world is primarily inbound, but we have outbound calling built into our tool as well. So When I think of legitimate uses, I sort of go back to what's happened with email. And when you give a business your phone number, whether that's through making a phone call and dialing them directly or through a form, you're basically saying it's sort of opt-in. The same thing with an email address. If I'm looking for an ebook and give my information in return for that ebook, for example, then I'm basically agreeing to be marketed to from that company. And I think the same thing is true with phone numbers that we give through forms or that we give through our caller ID when we call businesses. And like I said, the vast majority of businesses that we're calling on a day-to-day basis are not selling that information. They're using it in more legitimate ways to contact us about their products and services and eventually support related or service-related interactions that they want to have with us. And one thing I want to note, it's sort of ironic, but the very same thing that makes receiving unwanted outbound telemarketing calls, so annoying, so frustrating, and something that really bothers all of us is the same thing that makes an inbound phone call so valuable. This is someone basically saying, I want to talk to your business. I mean, how many of these companies that are relying on outbound calling campaigns and smile and dial churn and burn operations of outbound sales teams, how much would they love to have people calling your business? 
So I, I think there's something there about the value of voice interactions and really the permission to speak to someone who's interested in your product. And it's one of the things that I think that companies are not exactly deploying in the right way in terms of a call to action on their website or on their collateral in the way they should, given consumers' preference to talk to businesses. Absolutely. And I think that's in the intro of this episode, one of the reasons why I called telemarketing one of the most misunderstood and underutilized channels of marketing is obviously it depends on what type of business you're in, right? If you're in an e-commerce business and you're selling a product with a $5 average selling price, having somebody call your business as a customer to try to drive conversions doesn't make much sense. That call is probably more expensive for your business than your actual sale is. But when you're in industries with higher average selling prices, more complex products, you know, if you're in a B2B SaaS business, something like CallRail, where you need to go through a sales process, that phone call and that direct interaction and building a relationship with that customer is probably one of the best converting marketing activities that you can take on. You get to have a real conversation with your customers and you could do it and answer all of their questions in a short period of time. So it really expedites the sales process. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to call out the difference between outbound marketing and trying to do customer acquisition through the phone and just randomly calling people that aren't expecting you to call them, obviously that's a crappy experience. When someone is giving you their information and they're trying to learn more about your business, following up with a phone call is something that can expedite the sales process, add more credibility to your business and personalize the experience. So I do think that there's a lot of value in the phone as a channel, you know, as a marketing consultant, hopefully you can attest to this. I try to get on the phone with my clients as much as possible because my business is about building personal relationships. And other than being face-to-face, -face, what's the best way to do it? To me, that's really what the phone is for. Yeah, I think you're right. It can be a differentiator for businesses. We've seen it with our customers. If you're allowing those human interactions to happen over the phone, you actually have an opportunity to build a relationship in a short amount of time, jump some steps that maybe other marketing teams and companies are looking at in terms of interactions with content and email campaigns, the voice interaction, someone's calling your business, they want to talk to you right then, you can really jump a lot of those steps and develop a relationship that becomes a differentiator in the market. The other thing I think it's important to remember about outbound telemarketing versus inbound telemarketing, there's a reason that these outbound telemarketing campaigns are still going on as unwanted as they are, to be on the receiving end of them is annoying, but there's a reason they're still being done and it's because they're effective. Those interactions are very effective. I used to work at a company that did high volume, low transaction amount, first call close mentality. It was basically a smile and dial operation and it was effective at acquiring customers. It's not as effective as many of the things we can be doing. But I think it's important to remember that those interactions, even though your conversion rates may be much lower on an outbound campaign, they can still be effective. And I think what I take from that is figure out what elements of that interaction you can take to your marketing campaigns and try to get the phone to ring to your sales team. I think that can be really helpful. Absolutely. And while we're speaking, 1-800-266-2278. Please stop calling me. I'm getting <laughs> robo-dialed as we speak. That aside, here's what we're going to do. Over the rest of the week, we're going to look at, instead of the outbound type of telemarketing, we're going to focus on how to optimize inbound telemarketing traffic. And so that goes into what are some of the best practices for collecting phone numbers, understanding who your customers are, what are the ways that you can ask them if they'd like for you to call them. 
What are some of the ways that you can evaluate whether your calls are successful and optimize your campaigns? And then we're going to talk a little bit about the future of telemarketing and the telephone. So lots to look forward to in telemarketing week. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Mark Sullivan from CallRail for joining us. If you'd like to learn more of Mark's tips for building an effective telemarketing strategy, we're going to publish an episode every day this week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us tomorrow morning when we'll be talking about how to drive inbound telemarketing traffic. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to get in touch with Mark, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Send him a tweet at Bark Sullivan, B-A-R-K-S-U-L-L-I-V-A-N, or you can visit his company's website at callrail.com. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of our episodes and contact information for all of our guests. If you're a subscriber to the MarTech Podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We always want to hear from you, so we built benjshap.com slash question, where you can submit your questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. My personal handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P, on LinkedIn and on Twitter. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a weekly stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of Telemarketing Week, we've got great episodes lined up for the rest of the month. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. Okay, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.